Welcome back to the Fostering Financial Victories podcast. Glad you found us again. We took a little bit of a break, kind of like a halftime deal with uh, the, you know, the start of the year. I am joined today by the man, the myth, the legend. Here we go. Paul Foster. So I finally got him out of the office, got on his calendar, got him here. So I'm excited. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Yep. Um, You're welcome. All right. So let's get into this thing. 2020. Yeah. Crazy year, right? No, just standard Slightly. everything. It's uh, no waves at all. All right. So episode one, mm-hmm. back in January, we had Ben Newman in the in here. The Newmanator. Yep. Sharing all of his motivation for the year, setting people up for a successful year from a 2020 goal perspective. Yeah. No way in the world we'd have been able to predict what happened after that, right? The world has turned upside down six times. Yep. So what I wanted to do today really is to basically call this halftime. So. You and I are both really competitive people, both sports backgrounds. Faith's going to love that. But <laughs> more analogies right. to come. So the halftime that. piece is in, in play, right? So I feel like this should be like one of those interviews to where you're walking off the field or walking off the court, and I'm asking you how the first half went. Yeah. Probably people are looking and thinking to themselves, I just got punched in the mouth. All the goals I had set up for the year, I don't know what to do with them. Yep. So I want to talk through that a little bit, get your feedback on what you see, kind of what people might yeah. want to be thinking about going into the rest of the year. Yeah, so we, so we had a dinner, um, I think it was January the 3rd, and we sat down with Ben Newman, and we came up with a word uh, for the year, which was undaunted. Like, we had T-shirts made for Foster Bitter that said undaunted. Little did we know everything yeah. that would happen late February, early March. Uh, so we just had to be undaunted. So we've also had to reset expectations at a certain level. So we're, we still have the same goals that we set for 2020. It's only halftime, and that's an irrelevant score, by the mm-hmm. way. The halftime score really doesn't matter if you're up or down. But uh, we, we just uh, we know right now we just have to keep the ball rolling forward professionally speaking and with our clients and goals. The same thing is uh, we can't stay static and we got to be green and growing and going forward. Um, can we expect things to be a little more choppy and not as linear as we thought they would be to where things would kind of do this as a business and we would grow savings programs for clients, all those things uh, we've had to pivot. But, but just inching things forward and making sure we get better has been a big deal. And I know the, 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 the dominant theme from Ben was setting yourself up from a daily behaviors piece, yeah. right? Kind of giving yourself little bite-sized yeah, process. You know, check marks that you can just, hey, I won the day. Yep. And I don't think any of that's changed, Yes. right? Now, what the behaviors are on a daily basis, right? I mean, you've got people working from home, might not be working at all, adjusting to having kids in the house instead of being at school all day. I mean, yep. there's so many things that have come into play where it has changed. I know it's changed my life from a daily Absolutely. process perspective. I know it has for you too. Yeah. So as, as you start thinking about the rest of the year, we still don't know what the rest of 2020 looks like. Yep. Right? We still don't even know if kids are going back to school. Yeah. But kind of thinking through that, do you think people should start to adjust goals? Should they change what they're trying to accomplish? Or yeah. is it, you know, should they just keep going? What's the thought? I think all of this is situational. So everybody's situation is different. And the one thing I've seen about COVID uh, is that it's affected different people in different ways. So I think you have to have to kind of re-engineer the plan to go, yeah, we're still green and growing and trying to get better, but I do need to tweak things. So, so I know there's been a lot of silver lining pieces of COVID. There's been a lot of challenges as well. So as far as the challenges, uh, you may have had an income reduction. Uh, you may have been furloughed. We have to do the best that we can based on this new normal or new circumstances that we have. So for us, it's been personally for me and my family, is we just want to continue to inch the ball forward any way that we can. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Sports analogy. <laughs> There's probably going to be more of those. Yeah, many more. Um, so as, as you start 
you know, evaluating the first half and say, well, hey, my goal was X. No yeah. matter if it was a personal goal, a fitness goal, a financial goal. Yeah. And let's say you're a third of the way there, right? So Ben always talked about don't, don't protect yourself. Yeah. You still think that that applies now? I do. Yeah. I do. So, so um, if you set big goals and we didn't set the bar too low, we set it high and we get 82% of the way there, then we were still better off had we set a safe goal. So we had to tell ourselves that with a business. So when everything in February, March was going down, we said, hey, we reset things. And we chose to say, no, uh, we're going to continue yeah. to help people and be purpose-driven and go after those goals that we had. So it's one of those things where you don't want to make excuses, um, but you also have to be aware that things have changed and you may have to pivot. So think about Amazon. You know, Amazon sold books in the early 2000s. Sure. They, they, they didn't have a logistics network. They didn't have a retail presence, really, except for books. Well, they pivoted. This is the same thing. There are going to be a lot of individuals and companies who do really, really well coming out of COVID because they're going to be flexible and they're going to pivot. So uh, the main thing here is just to be flexible with your plan, but to still have goals and chase them. Yeah, I think one thing that people could, could hang their hat on, you know, much like we talked about, hey, the halftime score really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you protect yourself now and you still have five to six months left of the year, yep. and let's say you catch fire with whatever goal you're accomplishing, <laughs> and you've protected yourself by backing it down, are you really going to be happy about it at the end of the year? Yeah. I think um, all of us have felt vulnerable this year. We felt uncomfortable. Our routines and our rhythms from our kids to our time with our spouses, everything has been disrupted. So uh, I, think, I think challenging yourself and continuing to go, something good's about to happen. So that's kind of a motto around our office, something good's about to happen. But we've also been talking about the past four or five months is setting the table. What do you mean? So... Um, doing everything we can do process-wise on a daily basis to go, something good's going to happen as long as we do the daily work that it takes uh, to have results. So, so that can be fitness goals. Uh, that can be time with your kid. We just have to schedule time with my kids. Like, I know how busy I am. I have to schedule. So I have to worry about the process is getting it on my calendar and then make it happen. So, so set the table uh, business-wise for us means do the daily grind, do those processes, and then, the, then it'll happen. Now, it may not happen until 2021. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So, so we know this is a long-term thing we're looking at. We just have to have the daily habits. So what I'm hearing from you is just really more of a creating that constant momentum. Absolutely. Right? Just constantly. Undaunted. Yep, just keep, keep grinding away. Yeah. And don't get discouraged by what you can't control. 100%. Right? So I guess that's the piece that I would take away from this is identify what have you been able to control Control, controllable far. is what we say. Right, because a lot of this stuff, we have no control over yeah. it. Right, so you're kind of you know, subject to, to the, I don't know, the winds of the day, it almost seems, because it seems like every day it gets something a little bit different, yeah. a little bit more wonky. You've got to make the best of this situation. It's not going to let up. So we've got an election coming this year. We've got all <laughs> sorts of uncertainty. This is the thing to know is that we're going to have a lot of volatility in the micro sense. But if you look at us macro in the next three to five years, this thing will work. Our country is going to be fine. We have so many smart people who are running these companies. And so uh, you take Amazon and Google and all these huge companies. They're going to figure it out. Whether there's a Democratic president or Republican, uh, things are going to be fine. It just could be choppy the next year or two. So from a financial planning perspective, I know you and I see a lot of different things with our <coughs> client base that's walking in and out. What have you seen from a behaviors perspective that yeah. has worked for yeah. clients that you're talking to on a daily basis through all of this? I mean, think about it. You've got the shutdown. You've got the economy kind of dropping down a little bit. Now yeah. it's coming back. Absolutely. I know the phones were somewhat ringing off the hook with people. Hey, what do I go do? Yeah. You know, 
whether it's work being reduced, all kinds of things. Yep. What are some of those behaviors that you saw clients stick to yep. that now we can look back three or four months ago and think, man, that really was a smart deal for you not to give up on it? Yeah, this is why we exist, is to help be non-emotional when it comes to people's money. Uh, so I use Rob Victor in our office, and he does my planning for Reagan and me. And the reason that I do that is because I'm emotional about my own money. Everybody needs a sounding board and advice. And so we got a lot of calls, hey, do I switch my savings program? Do I do this? 98% of people stuck with that. So what happened is as the market dropped, uh, they kept dollar cost averaging money into 401ks and funds and stocks and all those things, and they've done really well. So panic did not really happen with our client base. So they stayed the course, and they anchored. Now, did we have to pivot off certain things or change thoughts about a second home or doing a renovation? Yeah, yeah, at times we did. Yeah. Uh, the main thing though is we didn't have people panic. Uh, they had emergency funds. Um, so 98% of our people stayed the course. So with that being the case, and I, I saw the exact same thing. You know, you start thinking about that, the term that Ben always throws around, seduction of success. Yeah. Right. So we're kind of at that point where people that were able to continue saving when the markets had a little bit of a, of a speed bump. Yeah. Now they're seeing the, the fruits of that savings. Um, yeah. Right. So incredible, right? Yeah. So now what, what are they, what are you seeing from their perspective? Is it something that they just got to kind of put that to the past and say, Hey, that was a great move. Or do they, do they get uh, seduced by that success and think, Hey, I can recreate this at any point. If you have the courage to go, I have faith in the future and you stick with your savings program and you add lump sums in, if the market goes down, things can be really, really good. So um, our clients are really plan focused and they know what the expectations are in terms of the market and their plans, so they've been really good about it. So when, when clients come in now and they're talking through what, you know, obviously the election piece is coming up a lot in conversations because the media is starting to, to throw that out a little bit more mm -hmm. as we get closer to it, and I get that. Um, are there any things that, that they may be want, wanting to think about for the rest of this year yep. from a savings standpoint, whether it's taking advantage of some of these changes from the tax code that obviously they've put a lot of delays in and, yeah. and moratoriums on certain things. Anything that you see is kind of standing out? You know what, we've had clients go, hey, should I go to cash? I've been asked that question now? three or four times. Yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, it's gonna be volatile. And I said, it depends on the job description of the dollar. So if these are dollars that you need back in the next three to five years, yeah, let's go safe. But if you go, this is five plus year money. If you study uh, the stock market, there's never been a president who's been in office four years that we didn't have a positive return. No matter Did, what? Didn't matter. It doesn't matter their ideology. It wow. didn't matter. So uh, we think if you have five plus years and that's the job description of the dollar, things are good. Uh, now in terms of tax breaks, do we think that if we have a changing of the guard uh, that we'll have maybe a pullback on the estate planning exemption? Do we think tax brackets are going to go up? Yeah, probably. So I've heard, a, I've heard two or three clients say, I think I'm going to fast forward selling my business and do it a little sooner because if Biden does take office and we have some tax changes that, that happened, it'll probably take two years to implement them. And so, uh, so the thought there was, I'm gonna speed that up a little bit. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I just know that haste makes waste, so let's make good decisions as we sell businesses or sell assets or whatever that might be. Yeah, I think it's, it's more of, you don't know what's coming oh, with that. Yeah, and absolutely. You, know, you start reading the tea leaves and you could get in your own way a little bit. Yeah. Um, when things are good though, you, you're right. I think it might be smart to make some decisions there. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it's the right thing for the plan mm -hmm. and you can move forward now, I don't think it's a bad time to do it. And, yeah. and obviously business valuations, some have gone down, some have gone up. If you're in that category where it's gone up because of COVID, now is a good time to look at it. So let's talk through that a little bit because businesses have, 
in a sense, polar opposites. Yeah. Right? So some businesses been have, fascinating. Done, have done really, really well, and some have just gotten, you know, taken it on the chin. Absolutely. You know, there's been a lot of studies that came out over the last few days about the amount of companies or businesses that are just, they're never going to come back. Yeah. Right? So you start thinking through that on a local level. I haven't seen a ton of that, but yeah. it's more of a broad, a broad scope. And a lot of it's in that uh, food and beverage industry, which understandably so, they were forced to close for so long. Yeah. So are you seeing anything from a business owner's perspective, really seeing both sides of this? Are, uh, they, are they looking to, to make adjustments with the business models? Or are they saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to get out of this sector because it's, it's so uh, targeted for things like this that could happen for the rest of the year? Yeah, we've seen, we've seen clients who are involved in construction at any level. They've got a boom right now. Um, we've also seen clients whose pipelines were full a year ago and now they're starting to dry up. So their sales cycle is a year to 18 months. Now they're starting to dry up because they can't travel and go on site mm -hmm. and be places. So we're seeing that effect. Um, mostly, to be honest, 80% of our business owners are actually okay right now, which sounds counterintuitive, but they are. Uh, about a fifth of them have seen a real effect. So as this stimulus money runs out, if there's a second round that's gonna help, or a third round, I should say, that's gonna help. But um, I think it depends on your industry as to how badly you were affected, most of our business owners are still okay. So I think when you start to assess what the first half of 2020 has been, I think the one thing I could take from you always, you know, in our ears talking about goals and, and daily processes, yeah. just to be honest, right? Just yeah. take an honest approach at what you've seen so far and honestly uh, you know, assess what can I do going forward. Yeah. And you know, going forward for the rest of this year, obviously it's still unknown, but you know, from a planning perspective, the plan probably hasn't changed. No. Right? No. It, so our job is to think long-term and not short-term and not to panic. So we often say in the office, think about if we're the pilot on the plane and we hit turbulence, we can't run down the aisles and go, oh, we're hitting turbulence. We've got to <laughs> stay calm and we've got to get the plane secure. We've got to keep going. So we've got to get to our destination. So um, we did a really good job as a team of in, in February, March, April of not panicking and going back to the plan and honestly, kudos to our clients because they did not panic. They said, hey, we've got a plan. This is why we developed the plan, so let's stay the course. Yeah. So they've done that. So um, I think it goes back to do you have a plan, whether it's for your business, personal financial plan, can you stick to it and be non-emotional? So I know a lot of folks who did not ever use anybody from a planning perspective yeah. um, probably were really anxious for the first three or four months and mm -hmm. the market's moving around like crazy. Yeah. Um, now that it's somewhat resurfaced, hopefully they didn't make a bad decision and, and sell out anything at the bottom, yeah. yeah. Um, what would you tell those folks now that that has somewhat come back to the, I guess, the, the baseline? Yeah. What, what are some things they should be thinking about? If they're, so like think about the person that's retired, yeah. right? So they're, you know, they're obviously you know, living off of those dollars. Yeah. What should they be thinking about if they don't have guidance there? What should they be looking for? Yeah, so uh, fi find a planner, <laughs> find someone so, who's gonna give you holistic advice. Yeah. Um, but, but just know this is a gift. So the gift has been, it went down and it came way back up quickly. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. So you look at 2008, it was not like this. It was a much slower recovery. Um, so this is something, something like this. So 08 was different than COVID, uh, which was different than 9-11, but, but there's going to be adversity. Once out of every six or seven years, it seems like there's going to be something big that happens with our economy and our world. So this is going to happen. And, and if you don't have a plan, lack of a plan is going to cause stress. So um, we, we, can, we can take the emotion out by having a plan and go back to that and go, well, should I sell? Um, 
Should I sell assets at a depressed value? No, by the way, never do that. But you want to have money basically that's time horizon driven. So uh, we had our money sectioned out for our clients. Personally, I did to where I had safe money that was non-correlated to the market. Mm -hmm. So I was able to go, well, if I need assets, I can, I can sell them and they're not going to be down. So having that planning, having it laid out, it was massive for me and my clients as well. I think one of the things I saw with clients in that same scenario was they got a little bit antsy and wanted to, to, to invest that cash that we had set aside to, to spend on. That was, that was what was awesome is, yeah. I, is I probably made, I don't know, 80 phone calls to clients. 72 of them said, I want to put money in. <laughs> so I was calling to go, yeah. hey, things are going to be okay. Just remember yeah. the plan. They're going, yeah, we got that, Paul. We're beyond that now. Can we put money in? And most of them did, and they yeah. made money. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. Which is, honestly, it was really cool to see. Right. Yeah. Because they, they were listening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is really. They're teaching me something. How right. about that? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think as we start to close this up, and, you know, I don't want to belabor the, you know, the dilemmas that we have found ourselves in, but. Yeah. You know, as you start to think through the rest of this year, you know, yeah. just don't protect yourself with your goals. Keep the big goal in, in, in play. You never know what might happen towards the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and just shift perspective on things that you can control. I think that's the biggest piece is that we just, you don't know what's coming. So what, what can you do every day that can move the ball? So when I think about Ben Newman, he's taught me a lot over the years, and he always says, don't think about the macro end goal necessarily. I'm not saying that you don't check in on that once a month and look at your numbers or whatever it is, but think about process. So in a time like this, if you focus on the election or a vaccine or schools closing, or what, and you just panic. But if you go, I'm going to take each day and hit it head on, I think that's how you succeed. Well, you get consumed by that. Absolutely. So you chip away. You take small bites. We're trying to eat an elephant here, take small bites, and just be undaunted. So I think that's great. a great place to kind of pull back and stop. Um, you know, again, I appreciate you coming and talking sure. through this. Yeah, thanks you know, for having me. Hopefully this has been helpful to just, you know, let you take a deep breath. You know, we're, we're halfway there. Still a long time to go. Yes. Right? The first half of the year seemed like it was uh, never ending. Keep showing up. Yep. Just keep going. So Paul, I'm going to ask you the same questions that I've asked everybody else Here on the show. All right. So, um, I do not know what these questions are, by the way. I watch, <laughs> but I don't pay attention because I'm usually working out. I'm kind of listening. I'm on, whatever. All right. So <clears throat> if you could buy anything in the world, no matter what it costs, what would you buy? Uh, that's a great question. What would I buy? Um, I could buy anything in the world. What would I anything. buy? Anything. At this point with COVID, I'd buy an island so I could take my family <laughs> there and just, socially distance and hang out. Just hide? Yeah. Okay. Where would it be? Uh, somewhere near Grand Cayman. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Second question is, what's the last thing you spent money on? The last thing. The last thing. Coffee this morning at Panera. Hazelnut. It's fantastic, by the way. Go there. You drank it with your pinky out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks again for coming. Yeah. Uh, guys, if, hopefully this was helpful. Um, if you have questions, you want to reach back out to us and, and dive into this conversation a little bit more, we're happy to help. You can find us on our website at fostervictorwa.com. You can also find us on Instagram, uh, Foster Victor Wealth Advisors. Uh, send us a message, share this with somebody. Um, hopefully it was helpful. We'll see you next time. Information contained in this podcast was intended for general use, not to be used as specific advice. For content tailored to your personal situation, please contact one of our wealth coaches.